So, great big good morning to everyone. Welcome to New Church Live. I'm Senior Pastor Chuck Blair. Great to have you joining us this morning. And we have people who join us from all over. I mean, uh, it's been an interesting season of life watching our congregation continue to grow even in this time of COVID, even in this time of COVID. So we have a wonderful service ahead for you today. And we're, we're going to continue to look at what does it look like to reclaim us? What does it look like to reclaim this concept of us, which is another way of what does it look like to rebuild community. That's what we're looking at in this series, and we're going to talk about some of the things that can get in the way, as well as like, yeah, what could it actually all look like? Like, there's an opportunity ahead of us to really do things in a new and different way, and we want to be thinking about that. Now, one of those ways, and it's a small little invitation, many of you already take part in it, just so you know, on weekday mornings at 8.30 a.m. on Facebook, we continue to offer something called 10 Minutes of Calm. And the history of 10 Minutes of Calm was this, is we started just doing a short little Bible study in the morning, short, tiny, like 10 minutes. And, and we started doing it, and I felt like, oh, you know what, we'll just do this just for a few weeks to get us through the worst of this all. But people have really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed it, so we've continued it going. And you're more than welcome to join us live at 8.30 a.m. on our Facebook page, just New Church Live on Facebook, and you'll find it. And it's just up there through the day. And, and you know, oftentimes by the end of the week, several hundred people have, have tuned in to each one of those. So more than welcome to do that. So with that, folks, we're going to go ahead and get started. And what I want to start with is I want to start with this particular question. We have been apart a long time, a long time. What do you think we are forgetting the joy of? And it might be something simple like sitting by your friend and his wife, sitting with them by their new pool, and you haven't had a chance to do that yet. Like, like what do you think it might be? And what is it for you? Again, we've been apart a long time. What do you think we are forgetting the joy of? Please take 60 seconds, text in an answer to me, or put that right in the chat, and then we're going to have our first song. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to New Church Live. Beautiful, Rebecca. Thank you. Thank you, Ethan. What a beautiful song. And, and that idea of like, like changing the world and, and how does that change look and, and how do we function within that change and, and, and how does it all come together? It's, it's interesting, like looking at, looking at life and looking at the, at the challenges we, we all face. And, and as we said last week, you know, I imagine for a lot of you, this is very true. We're, we're coming into this this season, you know, here's this COVID season and all the uncertainties of that. Now we're 
shifting and, and all that era, right? And, and now we're trying to shift to something different. You know, life continues to move on. We know we're not going back to what was, but there's uncertainty about the future. And at any time that's, that's true, right? We're, we're gonna be functioning as we looked at last week with this dashboard. It's a dashboard of both fear and hope. It's a dashboard of both fear and hope. As I said last week, I would love to tell you that, that fear will have no further place in your life. You can just leave it here. And that's not true. The fact is, we don't go on with one or the other. We go on with both. We go on with both. It's interesting, you know, even this weekend, I, I came out of doing Lindsay and Chris's wonderful, amazing, thrilling, fun wedding. And, and Lindsay and Chris, an amazing couple. And, and uh, yeah, just was, was so much fun. And, and even there, you know, I'm walking, <laughs> walking up to the reception and yeah, and I could feel both the fear and the hope. Like, how do I negotiate social situations? Like, how do I know somebody's this or that or, or, or where I fit in or, or what I should say, what I shouldn't say? Uh, all that stuff is just, it's just challenging. It's like in our heads so much these days. Because for many of us, maybe there's a little feeling that some of our social muscles have atrophied. I, I was reading one, one author who said, you know, it's, it's kind of like feeling we are caught in a perpetual state of entering a junior high school cafeteria right now. <laughs> and I thought that is very true. And we know again that, that, that life has many challenges as well. So there's that uncertainty when we're entering positive things. And, and there's also uncertainty when we're entering hard things. Uh, Rebecca and I, we lead a wonderful Thursday small group. And, uh, you know, there was just some hard stuff that was shared there this, this week. And again, we don't divulge any of that publicly, obviously. That's confidential. But, but it is fair to say, like, there's just hard stuff that comes up as from in a group that people are wrestling with. And even there, you know, as I'm entering that group on Thursday night, little bit of fear, little bit of hope, you know, both together. And yet there's this grace that people can just hold, just hold. The life isn't perfect. And sometimes even life falls apart, as was said in this beautiful advertisement for tacos. It's okay if you fall apart. Sometimes tacos fall apart and we still love them. I like that idea because it is, it is this acknowledgement that there are times when life clearly, clearly falls apart, clearly falls apart. Now, there, there are times, folks, where we, where we have to sort of try to sit in a different place. So I can, I can stand here. I'm going to move over here. We can stand here. And then we have to remember that we also have to worry about the frontiers of our ignorance. We need to be able to step out because we forget. Like, there's just frontiers of ignorance that we wrestle with. And, and what that means is that there's, there's, there's horizons, there's, there's limits to what we know, and how is it that if we're going to reclaim us, like how do we step into that? Uh, Rebecca sang that first beautiful song about, about imagining we can change the world. Well, changing in the world is not going to be, us, be about us sitting in one place. It's not going to be about us sitting in one place. I can still remember my incredibly egotistic age of my early 20s and just thinking, why isn't anybody calling to offer me a job? <laughs> no idea that I actually had to get out there. 
It was the idea that they should all be coming to me. I mean, how crazy is that? And that's why we have to talk about this topic of frontiers of our ignorance. That there, there are, There's just so much we don't know. And there's so much where, where we have a different perspective on things. And, and this journey out to the margins is this journey actually of discovery. We're going to talk about the journey out to the margins today as a way of reclaiming us, as, as a way of embracing our chance to do what's good. But we need to get clear that we just don't always know. I love this particular statistic here that we forget the frontiers of our ignorance, and then the statistic from the New York Times, a beautiful statistic where they interviewed both husbands and wives about who was doing all the work around childcare. Can we get that next slide up there? 45% of the men say they do most of homeschooling, 3% of women agree. <laughs> you have to love that, right? You know, and, and I just, you know, working with couples, like I just, and I, I'm sure I'm as guilty. I mean, if my wife was here, she'd say, you are just as guilty as anybody else. And I'm sure I am. And, and I could just see these husbands thinking like, I am so helpful. I'm so helpful. And his wife in the background going like, mm, not so much. That's just where we have to wrestle with frontiers of ignorance, right? And, and we don't have to do it like, you're ignorant, da, da, da. No, 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 no. It's, it's this journey of discovery. It's this journey of knowing that we don't know. And that in order to know, to know more than we do, not to know it all, we never know it all. I mean, who wants to be a know-it-all? In order to do that, we have to step into different frontiers. We have to step forward in very different ways and recenter us on some incredibly important things and, and a lot of these connect back to our, to our spirituality. Now, now here I want, want you to listen to Mary Ann reading Matthew 25. And as you listen to her reading Matthew 25, I want you just to listen to it because this is, this is you know, uh, Matthew 25 should be preached on, it should be like the Christmas story and the Easter story, frankly. It should be preached on and preached on well once a year. It's arguably, in my mind, the most significant part of the Bible. Because it's, it's about where do you find God? You know, let me see God. Where do I find God? And this is, this is how that question gets answered. Where do I find God? This is how that question gets answered. Listen to Marianne as she shares it with us. I'm going to read something from Matthew 25. Come you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit. Such a powerful set of statements there. And, and I want to say, like, did you notice in the reading, like, this is, this is where, where God is saying, this is where you'll be blessed. And then he uses this word. This is your inheritance. That is a complete flip, folks. That is, just let that settle in for a minute. It's not an inheritance of heaven as like this grand gift wrapped in a bow filled with bright, shiny things. It's this gift of connection. It's this gift of reaching out to the margins. And it's not about God commanding us to go to the margins. 
It's about God saying, you will find me and your brothers and sisters on the margin. Two is one there. You will find me on the margins. Not commanding you to go to the margins. You want to find God? Go to the margins. You, and to do that, we have to go beyond the frontiers of our ignorance. We have to shift those things. Now, what can happen there, folks? Again, and we're going to look at this shift. There's, there's a pretty dramatic shift. And, and again, like I love to preach on this probably once every 18 months. We preach on it here in New Church Live. But going through it again this time, there was something I hadn't noticed. A flip. And it came out in a conversation and sermon writing team that I just hadn't seen before. So let's take a look at what that flip is. So when we look up here, it's interesting, right? The first four. I was hungry, gave me something to eat. Got it. Thirsty, you gave me something to drink. Got it. Stranger invited me in. Not estranged anymore. Needed clothes, you clothed me. Now, all of that first part in green there is done where we have a problem and a solution. So here's God saying like, hey, there's problems in the world. Bring solutions to them. I think that's beautiful. I mean, there are things we can actually do out there in the world. There are specific calls that we can answer as a way of serving our brothers and sisters, as Christ would have us do that. But then, very subtly, not talked about, not exposited on, which is a fancy word for explained in, in the Bible, not exposited on, but then there's just this very subtle shift in the last two. Let's take a look at the ones in red there. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Now, let's look at that first one with sickness, right? And you think of somebody, you know, sitting there having gotten a diagnosis, the challenges they might be facing. And it's interesting. I was sick, here's Jesus saying, you know, God saying, I was sick and you visited me. Not, I was sick and you healed me. Very different flip there. Very different connotation of what it means to go out. It's about this, again, we're going to talk about this a little more in the second half, but it's about a very different sitting with. And it's the same with the next one, you know, with the one there on prison, being imprisoned. Isn't it interesting, right? It doesn't say that I was in prison and you came and busted me out. <laughs> doesn't say that at all. It just says I was in prison and you came to visit me there. That you followed me. I mean, I looked up the words there. The, the word is about like following, following, following. I'm going to hold that those last two are incredibly important in a time like this. Clearly, there are things we can solve. And clearly, there are things we can't. And if we reclaim us, we have to somehow put both of those together. And at the same time, question our frontiers of ignorance and continue just to step out as best we can. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about that and kind of, kind of like leave us with some very specific things that we can do to start to make that kind of movement. And with that, Angela's going to offer an announcement and a video in the middle of the service today. Angela? 
Oh, they're bringing the light to me. Hello, I'm Angela Cooper and I work here at New Church Live. And if you've been here for a while, you might know that we operate on a fiscal year ending June 30th. And so we're starting kind of the final push towards the end of our fiscal year. We rely on the generosity of this congregation to help us do all the things that we do here. And I've been reflecting on this past year um, as we've kind of had to pivot or kind of shift some of the things we do, but the core of what we offer at New Church Live has remained very, very uh, consistent and present. Um, and I've been reaching out to some people who've engaged in some of the um, offerings this past year. Um, we did the Easter flowers, which we kind of pivoted and did in a little bit of a different way where we donated to the local women's shelter. Um, we have offered small groups. We have offered kind of a shift in our community service outreach opportunities and lots of other ways that people have been able to engage here. Chuck mentioned the 10 minutes of calm that he started and people tune in every morning to kind of start their day off right. Um, so I asked Maria to share her testimonial of being engaged in New Church Live. And we're going to be offering these in the next handful of weeks. And we hope that you will consider helping us meet our fundraising goal by the end of June. We're actually in, in doing pretty well, but we have some ground to make up, as is usually the case at this time of year. So I hope you'll watch this video and take a look and consider making a donation to New Church Live to help us meet our goal. All you have to do is text the word New Church Live, all one word, all lowercase to 77977, and you can make a donation that way. Um, so here's the video. What a difficult year this has been. Who knew a year ago that we'd still be in this predicament, still isolating, still not being able to spend time with each other? I found, though, that New Church Live helped me so much get through this last year. One of the ways that have been able to support me is through offerings of small groups. I've participated in every group that's offered and even got outside of my comfort zone and ran a small group myself. What I felt is these groups have been able to bring connectivity. I've met so many people through these groups and created friendships, bonds. The time was invaluable sharing with each other. It really has helped bring us through this pandemic with a sense of community. I'm relatively new to the congregation and really didn't know too many people when I attended church. It's been such a great experience for me. I would highly encourage any participation in any of these groups in the future. It really has brought a sense of home to me. Thank you. Thank you. You know, that, that idea of waking up and, and what does it look like to wake up? I mean, it was interesting kind of looking at, at what people, in many responses, I'll just read a handful here, what people had to say, you know, in terms of what they think they, they worry about forgetting. Uh, you know, this, this one, I liked this one. Uh, I couldn't find anything that didn't feel negative. What I miss living without... I, I miss living without the feeling of needing to pass judgment all the time. And boy, I think, yeah, that's, that is, it is sort of the air we're in, feeling like you have to pass a lot of judgment all the time. Here's some other things people said, and, and these are beautiful because it's, 
It's what we feel like, yeah, I don't want to forget this. And, and it's another way of saying, I'm, I'm, I miss this. The joy of hugging one another without a second thought. Miss seeing people's facial expressions. Hugging, of course. A simple hug. Time to say hello, goodbye, thank you. Being grateful. Being able to hug everyone. Being able to catch up with each other in person. Being alive. There's, there's such incredible beauty in those. And that idea of like, how is it that we, that we, that we wake up in that? How do, we wake, how do we wake back up? Again, knowing, knowing that it's going to look different. You know, our, our congregation, just simple things. Like our congregation was clearly headed to be more and more online. Well, we like took, you know, miracle grow now. You know, we're totally online. And what does it look like to, to, to continue to do things moving forward and to remember the both and of things? It's just a big question. I don't know that we'll get the answer if we get mired where we are, you know, and I'm not talking mired where we are like institutional, but, but just if we just get stuck in our own particular perspectives, in our own particular point of view, because that is rife territory for the frontiers of our ignorance to just grow and for us to sort of forget all that we don't know. And that will keep us from actually stepping out in different ways. And when I, when I step out on, when I say step out onto the margins, I, I mean that in its broadest sense. I mean, obviously, like there's a service component to that, but there's other components to it too that, that you folks, you folks know all oh so well, right? We do know where there are times where there's there's things we can do where we can offer out there, offer solutions. You know, I, I think to one, just a simple one last week, uh, you know, Mondays are my day off. My daughter sent me a note. She wanted to go out and, and for me to help her check out apartments. Like, that's something I can do, right? And there's lots of that kind of stuff, which is, which is stepping out in a certain sense. A little bit inconvenient, but it doesn't matter because it's about connection. It's about that stepping out. And there's other areas, there's, there's a whole second realm where it's, where it's just showing up. Where it's just showing up. And, and, and I want to stress how important that is, folks. With, with stepping up and, and just simply being with people as they, as they go through challenging times, some of the most poignant moments I've known were this. And there are people, there's friends I have who are just like PhD level experts at this. Somebody has a challenging time, is really going through something hard. And it is just, it's like almost bone crushing hard. I think again, we're just coming out of Easter. And again and again, I tell people like, this is your Easter. And, and all of us, I think, go through it, many of us several times. I've never been in a group setting or even in a counseling setting where somebody said something that was bone crushingly hard and that somebody came up with this brilliant piece of advice that they, they interjected right there and all of a sudden the situation was better. Never have seen that happen. There are many times 
again, we looked at the list. Many times when we can show up with something, and many times we can't. Wisdom is knowing the difference. Wisdom is knowing the difference. Really wise people bring much more in terms of their presence than in terms of their thoughts. Wise people bring much more in terms of their presence than in terms of their thoughts. And I've seen that. I could get teary right now talking about the times I've seen that where people just show up. That's it. That's what those last two were about that we looked at before the musical break. That's what that's about. Like, that's about understanding. Yes, you know people right now who are in jail, either literally or figuratively. You know people who are, who are sick, either literally or figuratively. And unless you're of a particular ilk, there's, there may not be anything to do, but you can always step through your frontiers of ignorance. You can always step out to the margins there and just simply offer the grace with reclaiming us. Not through solutions, but through the simple, amazing, incredible gift of presence. Can I share with you what my biggest fear is? And I'm going to be talking about this next week as well. It's a little teaser for next week. Being a pastor right now is tough. It's like getting hit by traffic going both ways. And this is what my fear is. My fear is a lot of us are coming with a lot of anxiety, a lot of worry, a lot of judgment. And what we're doing is as churches work on this process of new models and going forward, what I worry about is, are we going to dump all that? You know, like literally dump all that at churches and other institutions, so they just become sort of a conduit for all this anxiety. Churches have to be nurturing places. They have to be places where the first word that comes to mind, in its best sense, is the word home. Anger is not nurturing. An angry home, and some of you no doubt grew up in angry homes, an angry home is not a true home. We don't find home until we find that nurturing. We don't find home until we actually find people who are just willing to sit with us. Not judge us, not accuse us, not, not, not use us as a conduit for all their, their stuff, but just but just can be with us. That's what we have to work on. It's third way thinking. Not solving the problems, this versus that. It's third way thinking that's out here. And when we can do that, I think we can step into new places. We can reclaim us. We can reclaim the world in, in, in many ways. And, and it's, it's this commitment, this beautiful, beautiful commitment to discovery. I love that idea, right? A commitment to discovery. Think about that, folks. The frontiers of our ignorance are out there, right? And so is this great commitment that we should hold to discovery, to, to step out, to step out to the margins. And, and what can we find there? 
Boy, that's, that's incredibly exciting stuff. See, see, frontiers, right? Frontiers should call out the whole idea of discovery in us. And how do we discover each other again, like out there? Yep, fear and hope both showing up the whole time. Like there's the vision. I think that's what, what Jesus is calling us to. That particular way of seeing the world as open, as beautiful, as not a threat. I love this quote from Aaron Wright, and this gets to, you know, sort of, are, are there formulas, are there ways we can do it? And I, I think, yeah, there's some ways we can, we can take a look at it. Here's Aaron White. I've learned over many years the church isn't about order or quiet or even ritual so much as it is about showing up. I, that is as good a definition of church as you'll find. Over many years, church is not about order or quiet or even ritual so much as it is about showing up for yourself, for God, and for the people around you who need to feel just as you do. Listen to this. Just take a breath here. Really let this next part sink in. That the blessings and burdens of being human are not theirs to bear alone. Matthew 25 right there. Matthew 25, right there. And what is that like, right? When we, when we, when we can think of church through, through that particular lens. Not as a battlefield where we're going to kind of come in and duke things out, and thankfully our congregation doesn't do that, thankfully. And we instead find it as a place of discovery. Maybe even the phrase is rediscovery, I don't know. We find it as a place of discovery where we move beyond our frontiers of ignorance. We move out to the margins. We, we, we come, of course, with our fears and our hopes. But most importantly, we come with our commitment that is going to step through those to the other person who is likewise created in God's very image, in God's very likeness. It's why when I, when I think about it sometimes, you know, one, one of the nicest compliments somebody ever gave you know about you our congregation is they said you know when I walked into the congregation it was like they'd been waiting for me all along how many people do you know who need that kind of home how many people do you know who could be served by that kind of home not because they come here to get answers per se, but they come here to just be with other amazing souls who are journeying with them on their life's journey. All held by God. There's a vision there, folks, that's worthwhile of our efforts. And the fun part is, yes, we, we do that individually, obviously. You know, religion always has two parts to it. It both has... The inner work, the breathing in, which is about me and, and my work and what I need to do. But then it also has the outer work, which is, which is joining together. And, and how do we together go out and do this stuff together? 
Here's a beautiful quote, a piece of, of new church from the book Divine Love and Wisdom. A collective body in serving, a collective body in serving finds greater insights and joy than we can ever find just by ourselves alone. Folks, look at that, right? Like a collective body, got it, right? It's a group. And when that group serves, in other words, when that group is willing to go beyond the frontiers of the group's ignorance, when that group is willing to step out into the margins in any way, shape, or form that is, that isn't always going down and doing service. I want to reiterate that. Like sometimes it can happen, and I've seen it happen in a small group many times. When that step can be taken collectively, which is what our task is, I think, when that step can be taken collectively, look at what we find there. Insights and joy. Insights and joy. So in other words, I'm able to see the world even better. I'm able to understand the world more. And I'm able to find this this rhythm of joy. It's an old saw for me, right? Like like how hard it is in this era that so much is about entertainment and happiness, which which if you really want to go go down the entertainment and happiness route, you know, that wants to be your primary thing. You'll get it. You will find lots of entertainment in this stage and age, and you will find yourself very happy, very distracted, very asleep, and very happy. (laughs) But the joy, that's the varsity thing. That's the next step, so to speak. And it's amazing, you know, as, as we do this journey, that the, the people we can get to, to be with, um, it really is, I mean, it's, it's, just, it's just beautiful. It's just beautiful. And I want to do a little phone call right now so you can, so can kind of hear some of this. So as, as many of you know, we were honored to work with Jasmine Maddox and the wonderful, excuse me, Jasmine Valentine, Jasmine Valentine and the wonderful folks out at Haven out in Pontiac, Michigan. And that's where we did our, our flowers this year. And we did an interview with Jasmine. You can watch it online. It's wonderful. And so this, this interview I did before we did flowers, what we did is they have 35 families staying with them. We Instead of uh, you know, going down to the city and planting our flowers as we always do, and we're here in person or have done, planting them at a homeless shelter, we actually sent them out to, to Haven. And uh, you know, I thought, oh, let's get Jasmine back on a phone call just so we can hear the loop, so we can hear what, what the impact of those flowers was. So I'm gonna call Jasmine right now. Good morning. Jasmine, my friend, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Good, 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 good. Your voice is going out across the United States, so that's fun. Perfect. <laughs> um, it, first off, Jasmine, can you just fill in people a little bit about what, what Haven does? Yes, so um, like you mentioned, Haven is a nonprofit in Pontiac, Michigan, and our sole mission is to eradicate um, sexual assault and intimate partner violence. So that is providing wraparound services um, to survivors and their families. So, you know, safe emergency shelter, um, prevention education, counseling, um, whatever our clients might need, we try to eliminate those barriers for them as much as we 
scared. That's great. That's great. And, and Jasmine, we've been talking here about like the need to constantly step out, the need to constantly yeah. serve, have a servant's heart. And all those pieces, and and we were so grateful that you folks were open it, open to us sending flowers out there, and and could you talk maybe a little bit about what impact you felt that had? Yes. Yeah, so actually, I'm so happy. Um, I was actually in the office when we received your flowers, which I thought was just a sign from God because I wasn't going to be there that day. And you could just walk into our facility, and that it just seemed different. Um, and people were so excited, especially um, our clients who, you know, it was in the middle of the week and it was something that just brightened their day. You all provided um, so much and abundance of, you know, those gifts that not only was every family able to, you know, receive a bouquet of flowers, um, which came in a beautiful vase, um, we actually were able to share it with clients that were coming in for other services like counseling and even able to share those with um, my colleagues as well. So. We felt the love that day, and we really appreciated from you and your congregation, uh, uh, you know, giving our clients that hope in the middle of it all. Jasmine, that's beautiful. So, Jasmine, thank you so much. Thank you on two levels. One, for helping to facilitate that, and, and the second one is just thank you, and please thank everyone there for all the amazing work that they do. Yes, thank you, and thank you to you and your congregation for, again, you know, thinking of people that um, have been struggling even more uh, during this pandemic. So yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Take care. So that's, man, that's beautiful, right? So folks, like, like that's stepping beyond the frontiers of our ignorance. That's stepping out. That's changing the world. That's waking up. When we do that together, there's absolutely a certain, as the, as the quote went, there certainly is a, a definitely a different way of understanding the world and a joy, right? And a joy that's happened. Like, like you folks brought joy to people you don't even know. You brought joy to people you'll never meet. You know, it's that idea of, yeah, you know, Jasmine used that word different. Like when we do things and we, it's, it is about being different. And, and when we do things that are different that way, when you do things that are different that way, that different becomes the difference. That different becomes the difference. I mean, we just don't know, right? Like, we don't know. We don't know when we do that. We don't know that person who got that flower that day and they were ready to give up. And maybe out of 35 families, it was that one family and that was the whole reason we did it. We'll never know what the implications are, but we just trust and have faith and hope and joy that God's got that and that that was how it was supposed to be. And, and maybe in a certain way, in that serving, we made a huge difference out there into the world. That's how, folks, we start to reclaim us. That's how we finally get to say, we're going to take our chance. We're, as a church, and I'm sure many synagogues, mosques, temples are joining us in this, we're going to take our chance. We're going to try to do our thing. 
Of course, it's going to look different. Of course, it's going to be challenging. But we're going to try to do it. We're not going to bring our opinions. We're going to bring our questions. We're not going to bring our head. We're going to bring our heart. Some things we'll be able to do, and some things it'll just be, just be about being present. And that's a gift as well. So with that, you know, just this week, like just be aware of where your frontiers of ignorance are. Be aware of taking a step, either as a person or as a group. Be aware that God holds that whole journey, and God blesses it. God will be with you right along with those fears and hopes. And that in our own way, friends, is how we change the world. Amen. What I'm going to do now is now I'm going to offer a prayer. After the prayer, we're going to say the Our Father prayer, have a blessing, a moment of quiet reflection, and then end with a final song. So please join me in prayer. Lord, thank you for your presence here today. Lord, thank you for all those far and wide who have gathered here today. All those who are gathering later today, later in the week, Lord, bless their ways. Help us, Lord, to continue to find ways to step out. To say, like in the midst of fears and hopes, like this, this is our chance. This is our chance to reclaim us. Give us the courage, the love, the wisdom to step out that way and help us find the perspectives and the wisdom and the joy that is the gift of that way. Thank you, Lord, as always, for your presence here today. Bless Jasmine. Bless all the work done at Haven in Pontiac, Michigan. Bless their staff and especially Bless those they serve. Bless those they serve. Our Father, who art in the heavens, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so upon the earth. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and bring you peace and bring you home. Amen.